You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Oh, welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And you know, we, are, we are approaching uh, you know, the summertime. And you know, interestingly enough, you know, in you know, my, my kind of line of business, my work as a, as a keynote speaker, you know, I get hired by brands and, and, and uh, associations and you know, conferences and some events to you know, speak uh, on you know, main stage, do some workshops. And, you know, the one constant has always been, you know, July and December are, are slow months. Uh, in many cases, I have, uh, you know, the year I was, a couple of years I was doing 60 gigs a year, even in July, I had one gig um, each of those two years. And uh, I always found that, you know, interesting. And, you know, I think in this Web3 NFT uh, space, I actually think the the summertime, I kind of like incorporating, you know, uh, the non-traditional time frame where like most people are going on vacation, which is why most uh, events aren't happening, you know, during that time, you know, one of the things that I, I would just kind of say is that, you know, the, I could see a lot more web three events uh, popping up during non-traditional travel time. Cause a lot of people that are full time in web three can work from anywhere. They can, you know, bring their family with them um, and so on. But I will say that, you know, over the next, uh, I mean, wow, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Over the next eight weeks, I will be at uh, a total of eight events and there will be, you know, six in the month of June. And, and, you know, I'm very blessed. You know, I'm, I'm speaking at a majority of these events, you know, especially as that's, you know, primary source of my revenue. Um, but the, you know, the events themselves, like one of the things that I, you know, I have been very interested to find out and we've gone to a couple events now. Um, four events total that are Web three or you know NFT focused, and I will say like one of the things that I've you know I would say found interesting or um, you know was you know I knew that there would be a, a unique cross section of people uh, at Web three events, and when I mean unique cross section, it's the most unique cross section I've ever seen, where you have developers sitting with uh, you know uh, you know startup style you know. VCs, where you have project founders and artists, you have photographers, you have marketers, you have, um, you know, products, you have sales, you have blockchain, you have cryptocurrency, you have metaverse, you have, um, you know, the different, I mean, all of those different genres. And it's so funny how much of the overlap exists, right? Where like, I didn't expect for like the Bitcoin conference to be heavy around, you know, NFT uh, meetups, but it was. But one of the other, you know, kind of byproducts of this is that, you know, I love what NFTs kind of enable, right? They enable this idea of serendipity, of finding our people, of being a part of communities that really feel us, you know, allow us to feel connected. And, and I will say, you know, with that being said, or with that, like, thought of, you know, everything being connected and everyone kind of being involved, 
We are also hiding behind PFPs, profile photos. And in many cases, a lot of the people in the past, even if I've never um, met them in person, I've at least seen what their real name is. I, I've seen their photo. And so when you go to a you know NFT or Web3 event, you know last year, a couple of the events we went to, people were, were really still trying to hide or be anonymous. But even in the case that that is not... Um, you know, what people are doing, it's really hard to like know, like, okay, I'm going to this meetup. The meetup is a, you know, packed bar or restaurant and you walk in and, you know, the question is like, how do you even know who in this restaurant is holding the NFT that you hold? Right. And I'd argue that this is a great, uh, use case for augmented reality glasses, right? I have, I have the Snapchat, uh, you know, spectacles, but I mean, being able to tap on your glasses and you'd be able to see what everyone's NFTs were um, that were in front of you in the bar, but that doesn't exist at the moment, or at least it doesn't exist at a, at a you know, high enough capacity or usability. And so, you know, as much as I am an extrovert um, for a majority of my life, I am not like a forced conversation person. And weirdly, I don't like walking up to people, um, you know, like that I don't know. And I know that might sound funny and, and, and you know, kind of a, a put off, but, you know, I found myself, I was, I was thinking about this cause someone, you know, I'm going to an event this week and someone was like, Brian, you know, like, you know, my style, you know who I am. Um, you know, give me some advice and tips, uh, for this event next week in Arizona. And I can tell you, I, I'm going to share some networking events, some things that, uh, networking strategies and things that I think everyone should be, you know, utilizing and, and thinking about. But, you know, even, you know, more so than that, one of the things that I started, you know, kind of thinking back on uh, over the last like four uh, events I went to, Web3 events, there was one occurrence at each event where I either Ubered to a bar or I put on my schedule that I was going to this bar because, um, or this location of this event, um, because the NFT that I like, one of my favorite NFTs or a project that I really love, um, there's gonna be a, a bunch of those people are meeting up at that location. And at, at each event, one time where I'm, when I made a considered effort to attend you know, an event where I was kind of excited to meet others that I've been engaging with um, online. I went to the event and kind of like walked around, tried to see if I ran into anybody, see if anybody noticed who I was, if I noticed who anyone else was. You know, I kind of walked around, you know, kind of smiled, got myself a drink. And then I kind of just like stood there in the corner a little bit. I, you know, sent a couple DMs to people that I thought were going to be there. And at each occurrence, I kind of left. I didn't really um, end up connecting with any of the people. And I will say like each one of them, like, the, you know, one was a female led project. One is one of my favorite projects of all time. One is a project that I minted uh, all the way back in August. Um, and then one of the other ones is a project that I've actually had a video chat with one of the founders of the project. But the reason I'm sharing that is because there there is something about you know, how do we extend, you know, and welcome people offline as we do online, right? And, you know, anyone who's been part of this NFT space, you simply tweet, you know, with the hashtag and tag the NFT. If you jump into a project, you know, you can pretty much jump into any of like the major projects. Um, and if you tweet that you just bought one, I mean, people are going to welcome you in. They're going to be excited when you join the Discord. They're going to ask you questions. But at IRL events, weirdly, uh, I don't think that like nature is as much exists. And, you know, I think it's a little bit unfortunate that in some cases, 
there is even a little bit of like elitism. Um, and what I mean by that, and, and, and I, I don't mean a lot of times it's uh, on purpose, but there are cases where, you know, people are like, oh, that's only what you have, right? We, we I've shared this story on the podcast where uh, a good friend of mine was excited because he's a mutant ape and he got invited to one of the, you know, Yugala Labs uh, parties. And the amount of people that like kind of put him down because he didn't have a board ape, he only had a mutant ape, um, was really disheartening to him. And I know he actually sold his uh, mutant ape a little bit time after that. But that's not always the case, right? But I will say there is something about like, you know, just because people aren't in the discord every single day or all day long. Um, and just because, uh, you know, people aren't maybe as hyperly active. I think we, we need to, we have to be better. We have to, uh, find ways to welcome people in. And I think that's, you know, it's upon many of us to kind of make that, um, you know, a, a thing, make that, you know, something that is a mission that we are on. But I will also say part of that is like, you know, I think that's the role of, of founders. That's the role, you know, when, you know, for, um, for an events that are, are coming up at both VCon and NFT NYC, I'm getting a ton of invites right now for people who are like, Hey, we're doing this meetup. Hey, we're doing this event. And they ask you like to confirm that you're going or not. And the interesting thing about that is like that information is usually just used for headcounts, but I wonder how we could start utilizing it to where we were, we're networking amongst each other. And we're almost kind of like, you know, a little bit of like a, not a buddy system, but, you know, kind of holding each other accountable for welcoming and extending, you know, kind of a welcome to people as they, um, you know, kind of come up in this, you know, in the IRL space, especially because we're coming out of a two year pandemic. And I know I'm, I'm extroverted and I'm very blessed that in many scenarios, I think, you know, my neurodiversity is often, um, it's often, you know, disguised because a lot of the times events that I'm attending, um, you know, my name is on the marquee or there's a big picture of me on the, uh, on the signs when I walk in, but I still deal with a lot of, you know, the idea of like, I don't like, um, you know, I just don't like that forced conversation. I don't like that, you know, you know, now if I'm networking or if I meet somebody that I know, or I run into somebody, um, I'll talk to them all day and I'll, t- I'll talk to everyone else who comes around. But I say that because I know that there's, there's, you know, many who listen are listening to this and there's a lot of people that are going to spend a lot of money or a lot of ETH, you know, attending events like VCon or NFT NYC, or, uh, I know there's a couple of NFT event in Austin, Texas. There's an NFT event, um, in, uh, where, where was the other one? Um, somewhere in Florida that's coming up as well. But, you know, I, I think this is going to be something that's going to be even more prevalent because some people just haven't been out you know, in at conferences in three years, uh, other people have never attended conferences, especially conferences where they know nobody. Maybe they've only attended conferences um, that their peers are, um, you know, like their coworkers are at. And you know, I will say, like, I often rely on people coming up to me, not me going to people. And I, and I promise you, that's not from a place of um, like ego. It's actually a put from a place of like where I'm comfortable because I, I I recognize that in myself. But with that being said, like I'm I'm like working to find ways. We're going to do a couple meetups at the events, these upcoming events uh, for the podcast. And I will tell you, like I want to get creative with ways that we can um, allow people to kind of show up as their um, as their digital selves, as their NFT selves, and, and not feel isolated or 
like they're outside of the cool kids club or just because they didn't, you know, they, they haven't gone to another event where they don't know everybody by the, their name or face. And, and I will say like the, the piece of this that I also think is, is valuable is that, you know, I've, I've helped people in many cases maximize what they can get out of events. Like I actually believe, you know, in web two or pre pandemic, like part of my, like one of my superpowers is like my ability to strategically network without it coming across as I'm being uh, overly strategic. What I mean by that is I will often, you know, if I'm speaking at an event or I know I'm going in a day early or staying a day later, I'll look at who the other speakers are. I'll look at the hashtag for the event. I'll jump into their discord. I'll jump into their event bright and I'll see if there's people there that I know I want to meet. And if there are, I often do a little bit of research on them and I put it into my notes on my iPhone and I'll go to LinkedIn. I'll like, okay, this was a job they were at before. I'll try to get some context, maybe even how old they are. And then I also see like, what are they tweeting about? What are they posting about? What are things that they care about? So rather than us like going up and talking about the weather or ridiculous other forced conversations, which I despise, I'm able to kind of open up and people are like, wow, you did your research or people are like, wow, I forgot. I didn't can't believe you remembered that about me. And it's not being dis, you know, disingenuous. It's really just from the fact for me is like I, I do spend time researching. And, and so like for next week, um, you know, I'm going to Arizona in a couple of days for the CEX event, uh, Creator Expo. And there's five or six people there that I know that I don't know them. They don't really know me, but I want to uh, get FaceTime with them. And I want to, when I do get FaceTime with them, I want to maximize it so they get to know me and we get to kind of start you know, building a relationship. And I will say part of that, that is, uh, you know, what I've been doing is I, I've been doing a little bit of research and I'm very blessed that they're doxxed. They're, um, you know, they're, they fairly, they post fairly often on social. And so one of them though, uh, there's no, like, I don't really see a photo of them anywhere that I can really find other than like a kind of, uh, a very dark and, and <laughs> way back from the back, uh, LinkedIn photo. And so that part is a little bit interesting. You know, hopefully the the name tags uh, help a little bit. And of course I'm speaking at the event, so it often helps because people will be coming up to me. But I, I will say just from a standpoint of like, when you're thinking about, you know, like this attending event, I don't want people to like waste their money or to feel like I felt in some of these locations. And so what I will challenge you to do is like, if you know, others are going to events like in our discord, we have an IRL uh, section of our discord. And so for upcoming events, we open that up, even events that I'm not attending, just events that we know that community is attending. And we want people to share w- before they attend, but we also want them to share updates when they're at events, right? So that we can uh, you know, get to know, hey, if we're not on the ground, we'd love to know what's going on there. But I will say like, one of the things that I realized, and I'm going to take this upon myself, is like, for me attending a meetup, if there's someone there that I've been having a, a good connection with that I know is attending... I'm going to make sure that I, I have their cell phone number. Or maybe we meet up before so we can Uber over there together. And then there's also this, this idea that, you know, there's five generations that are active in today's workforce, five generations, right? From Gen Z to baby boomers. And one of the beautiful things about web three from a, you know, a non-bias, non-discriminatory um, aspect is a lot of people that I share a lot of time with on Twitter spaces, engaging with on Discord, I couldn't tell you their age. In many cases, I couldn't tell you their, uh, you know, their race or, or ethnicity. 
in in some cases, I couldn't tell you if it was there even you know if they were female, male, or non-binary. And in many ways, like it's kind of beautiful, right? And I will tell you, um, you know, a couple of the people that I've recently brought on to do some video calls, you know, I was like, oh my goodness, I had no idea that you know whatever it was, and that like that like no bias there is really exciting, really powerful. I think in this world because we get to know people on like how they show up and who they are, but it does make it hard for IRL. And the other thing about IRL is like, you know, with the cross section of people from artists to developers, to project founders, to NFT investors, to cryptocurrency, um, to marketers. The other thing we have to think about is like what, what at an event is something either universal or, provides multiple opportunities for like networking and maximizing, you know, our time, right? Because if we can get to know each other in the metaverse, we can engage on discord. Really. It's about like that, you know, extra serendipity. It's also about that, like nonverbal cues. It's also about really that, like connecting with people and looking, you know, like feeling their energy and being in their same space and, and them introducing us to other people, right? Which happens more naturally um, offline. But I will say the, the piece of this that I'm a little bit, um, I'm excited for innovation, but I think events have to get really creative, right? It's not about just having an art expo, but maybe it's about having an art expo and then having a live band and having a wine tasting and having a happy hour. And I know that sounds like it's a lot, but you actually give people, you know, depending on their style, depending on how they want to show up, you give them an opportunity to kind of live in and really network in the way that's best for them. And the reason I think this is so important is because unlike any time I believe before today, any time, you know, in our, in our past lives, the, the idea of us being so connected and so uh, aligned with people that have, you know, that share the same NFT as us, it's really a shame if we waste opportunities to get to know people. And I will tell you, like the, the profile photo that I wear a lot is the Psychedelics Anonymous. And I, I actually took a whole group of people. There was five of us. And I said, hey, there's a Psychedelics Anonymous meetup over in Miami. I'm really excited to go meet up. Um, and I, we made our way over there. It was like a six block walk. And we got there and I didn't recognize anyone. And there was no real like, there wasn't like a sign. It wasn't really, I don't think, an, an official meetup. And I, I, I will tell you, like I... I di- it didn't feel very welcoming. There was people that were in like kind of a circle. There were people that were in, you know at a table, and unfortunately, you know, rather than me kind of going outside my own comfort zone, which I probably should have, and walking over there and like kind of introducing myself and asking, "Hey, are you guys with PA?" I was just like, "You know what? Let's just grab a table and we'll see if I recognize anyone, or I'll tweet at a couple people um, and see if they're there." And we ended up having a good time with the people that I that I came with. But it was a missed opportunity. I, I feel like a missed opportunity for me. Um, and I think it's unfortunate because like, I don't even think the people there were doing, not only were they not doing it on purpose, but I don't think they're even aware that I, I had that impression or that feeling. And so that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode. And it's also because if you're playing along at home with our pop or proof of podcast, our, our code word or our secret word to answer the question today is IRL events. So you get to kind of link that in there. But lastly, I wanted to say, you know, the other part about, you know, I'm a big believer that IRL events are going to even are going to increase in importance now more than ever, because yes, we figured out virtual events are great. Yes, we figured out that it can be really valuable 
you know, with the metaverse and, uh, you know, discord and clubhouse and, and Twitter spaces. But I believe our need for like human interaction, human connection, the energy sharing, the, the turning handshakes into hugs and selfies and, and, um, you kind of letting our guard down and kind of interacting in person is so valuable right now. But in a way, I think that value is really determined based on us reimagining what events even look like. Right. And, and this is the one where I'm going to kind of leave us with is what can NFTs do or maybe our badges or even what can we do with our phones so that we could actually take digital connections and take them offline and fix some of these problems. I actually think this is a major you know issue and, and maybe it could be even something like there are certain colors of your badge based on the NFTs that you hold. So when you buy an, when you buy an event pass, you can say, Hey, I want to connect my wallet. And I'm like, Hey, these are the five NFTs that I want to be signaled on my badge. And that way, if you're walking around and you see someone that has like a pink and two stars, you know that they're part of the crypto chicks community. You can go up and, uh, and get to know them. We have like this data and this information at our disposal. I just hope we find ways to be creative to, to leverage it so that introverts even extroverts like myself that don't like forced conversation, we can bridge this gap. We can take on online, offline. We can reimagine what these offline experiences are. And even to the point where, what if we were airdropping people, you know, NFTs, that the NFTs unlocked, you know, uh, special t-shirts or a hat or even a colored lanyard where rather than, a, you know, you know, we make, you know, we have, everybody has like their, uh, you know, their badge and their clothes that they're wearing. But maybe the idea is that, hey, if you have this NFT, when you arrive at the event, scan your, you know, this QR code, and it's going to show you which lanyard for which NFT project that you want to, you know, broadcast to everyone around you. Because there is a little bit of irony in that we love PFP NFT projects, because it allows us to announce with to the world what what community we're a part of and what what are our values and our and, and the the NFTs that we care about the most. Yet offline, that becomes a lot more difficult. And in some cases, because we don't have that at all, and that's what we've been relying on, it can be really lonely and isolating. And I really think there's some innovation in this space. I'm working with a couple of events now that have hired us on to help them with deploying and uh, adding NFTs to their event. We're also going to be doing some live podcasting at some upcoming events. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to hear about this more on the podcast. I'm going to share more ideas. I'm going to talk about you know different uh, strategies that I'm seeing implemented. And I'm going to try different things myself. I'm going to try different ways. And you know, I actually make custom t-shirts on canva.com that have like an NFT on the front or uh, the NFT 365 logo on the back. And a lot of the times that's because it is a conversation starter. It's also why I always wear my, my pink shoes and my certain backwards hats because that does, it eliminates my need to kind of force myself outside of my comfort zone. But I feel like NFTs can help us in this way. Maybe it's proof of attendance with POAPs. Maybe it's just that we need more mobile, you know, hotspot type connections where people can check in on Foursquare and and be more dialed into the their surroundings and those that are around them that they're connected with. But with that being said, I you know I hope you'll take up the opportunity to go to some of these events 
but let's make sure that you're maximizing, you know, the money that you're spending, the time that you're spending away from your family. And also let's each take it upon ourselves, right? That if you see somebody, if you, if you know a majority of people at an event or at a meetup, you know, open your body language and keep an eye out for those that are like feeling, looking lost and feeling like they're not sure if they're in the right location and welcome them in just like you would welcome them in on the discord. Doesn't matter if it's online or it's offline. We, sh- we have to go out of our way to show that we care. And you'd be amazed how just those little things can make such a big difference on someone's life, someone's impression on a collection, and even someone's future possibilities. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. 